Hey, hey, this is Takara, and you are listening to A Letter to My Sister podcast. You are in the right place if you are raised to be a strong, independent woman who didn't have to depend on anybody for anything, but then you realize there were some lessons that you didn't quite get as you were going along the way. We often go through life the best way that we know how, and we don't even realize that there's a better way. So in here, there will be some raw and real conversations surrounding life lessons about the things that we wish that we had known, maybe about self, love, money, and even our careers. So if you're new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and I would love for you to leave a rating and review as well. So now that we've got all that out the way, let's chat, sis. Hey sis, welcome back to another In the Thick of It episode. If you can tell from my voice, I am not feeling that well. Your girl had the nerve to catch COVID two years into this thing and it finally caught up with me. So while it is on my mind, let me give y'all my symptoms so that way If you come across these same symptoms, you don't say, oh, I must be catching a cold that you would think, hmm, this might be the new strain. So as I've said, I've never had COVID before. This is my very first experience with it. And all I noticed was a slight cough. My symptoms started on a Tuesday. I noticed a slight cough on Tuesday. That's it. I had just came back from traveling, and so I just naturally assumed that because my little brothers were coughing a little bit, then maybe I had just picked up whatever they had. But we got them tested for COVID because I didn't want to travel or do anything like that, of course, if that's what they had, but they tested negative. So back to Tuesday, I just noticed I'm starting to cough a little bit more, and I was like, hmm, that's kind of odd. But Wednesday... Wednesday, I felt like utter trash. I just felt sick. I felt dizzy. It was kind of like I was having hot flashes. I had a headache out of this world, and I very rarely get headaches. And it hurt to cough. Like me coughing just felt like my head was going to explode. And so that is what made me get tested because I was like, this is, this is different. So I went and got tested. And then from there, I stayed home the rest of the days. And then I woke up Thursday morning and I felt so much better than what I felt on Wednesday. The only thing lingering was a cough and a random runny or stuffy nose here and there. And that's literally been my symptoms for the remainder of the time. Today is, what is today? Is today Tuesday? Yes. So so, so basically we're at a week now from when my symptoms first started. And I'm still dealing with a cough and an occasional runny or stuffy nose. And the reason why my voice is gone It's just because I have just coughed and coughed and coughed and coughed and coughed to my little heart's content. (laughs) So, So I think that's literally what has happened at this point. It's literally just a super 
annoying cough. So I've got all my hot liquids on deck. I've got my vitamin C on deck. I've got like the the boiled tea with the the lemons, the limes, the the garlic, the ginger, and all the things. So I've got all the things going on to hopefully bring myself back to 100% health. So y'all just keep me in your prayers as uh, hopefully I get rid of this thing and make it through this podcast episode, okay? (laughs) All right, so on to what we are really here for. A particular topic that has been on my mind is self-integrity. Self-integrity and the desires of a woman. Yes, I think that's the best way to put it. Let me start off with self-integrity first. So what I mean by self-integrity is that we often get on people who are not honest with us. They say something, they don't follow up, they don't do it, they lie, whatever it is. And of course, we feel a certain kind of way because this particular individual was not honest with us, either honest with their actions, honest with their intent, whatever it was, they were honest. And a lot of times, depending on the person, depending on how many times they've done this, we start moving differently based off of this person's integrity. And so something that I was thinking about is we do this with other people kind of like outside looking in, but do we do this also to ourselves? We tell ourselves things all the time that we don't follow up on. And I brought this up because, of course, I'm thinking about the new year and what do we do every new year? Every new year we say, most of us women, say that we are going to lose weight. That's typically what we tell ourselves is that we're going to lose weight. And we go hard. We go hard for like mm, maybe the first, what, two to three weeks? I'll give you all a month. We go hard for the first month. And then after that, it goes out the window. Or we'll tell ourselves, this is the last cookie. And then we'll say, okay, well, another one won't hurt. Or we'll tell ourselves, all right, well, I'm going to work out four times a week. And then we only end up working out three times a week. Or in my case, where I've been writing a book, technically, I told myself that I was going to have this book complete last year, is really what I said, that it would be done. But yet here I am still writing the book. Technically, I did write it, but then because so much time elapsed, I then had to add more things to it. So now here I am still writing it. And that's what I wanted to talk about is how do we hold ourselves to a standard? How do we expect others to treat us with respect? How do we expect others to give us their honesty when we can't even give honesty to ourselves, we don't even hold ourselves accountable. And can you imagine if you lie to yourself so much, eventually you don't even believe the stuff 
that comes out of your mouth and then it makes it even more difficult for you to achieve even your own goals, I think. Because again, just going back to some of the things that I've told myself, I have told myself that I'm going to lose weight this year. I'm going to lose 10, 15 pounds or whatever. First of all, it doesn't take it doesn't take a whole year to lose 10 to 15 pounds. Let's be clear about that. The most it should take me is three months. Three months is like the most that it should take me. But do I do that? No. Or like this book that I was talking about. First of all, this book was supposed to be done a long time ago. Honestly, this book was supposed to be done and out of my hands in 2019. But yet here I am in 2021, finally doing the stuff that I was supposed to do, finally finishing the things up that was supposed to be done. But here's the thing. Who have I missed helping? Because I've been sitting up here playing around, not being honest with myself about the things that I could do. Even with our schedule, we'll tell ourselves and we tell people, yeah, yeah, I can be ready in 15 minutes. Girl, no, you can't. You cannot be ready in no 15 minutes. Why you keep telling yourself this? Why do I keep telling? I tell myself this, knowing I'm not going to be ready in 15 minutes. I don't know what type of Superman, Flash, Lightning Speed stuff I think I'm about to do, but I'm not going to be ready. I'm just not. I'm slow. I'm not going to be ready in 15 minutes. When I get on the plane, Every time I do this to myself, every single time I get on the plane and I have all these grandiose ideas of the stuff that I am going to be able to do when I get on this plane. I'm going to read these few chapters. I'm going to journal. I'm going to do this. Child, why am I lying to myself? I know that the moment I get on this plane, it is a good chance that within 15 minutes, my tail is going to be sleep. And the majority of the time, I am sleep before that plane even get up off the ground. The majority of the time. So why do I lie to myself <laughs> and say that I'm going to get all of this stuff done? Yeah, in theory, it sounds good. But history has already shown and proven time and time again that that's not what I'm going to do. So another challenge. I don't Only one of you all got back to me about the challenge from last week. But here's another one. Let us go into the year 2022 with self-integrity. Let's be honest about the things that we actually plan to do. Let's be honest about the things that we want to do. And this segues into the desires as a woman. And I don't think that we are, again, honest with ourselves about the things that we truly desire. I think that maybe we voice the things that sound good. We voice the things that make us sound like a good friend, a good wife, a good mother. You know what I'm saying? We say stuff like, well, yeah, I want to make sure that my kids do good in school. Or, yeah, I want to... You know, I just want us to take a little small vacation. Maybe we go to this state or that state and spend a few days here and spend a few days there. But 
can we be honest though about the stuff that we actually want? Can we can we have the audacity to say the thing that we actually actually want? Like do you want to be married? And do you want to be married in a way in which that you don't have to work and that your husband is the one who can pay all the bills so that you can be the stay-at-home mom that you've always wanted to be or so that you can be the entrepreneur that you've always wanted to be knowing that your husband has got your back? Or can you be honest enough to say, well, yeah, I do want to go on a vacation, but actually I really want to go on a vacation in Africa for one week. So yeah, I know typically we may only spend 500 to 1,000 or whatever on the trip, but no, I want to go to Africa. I want to fly first class. I want to go on a safari. I want to have the time of my life. Can we be honest enough to say that? Can we say that, well, yeah, living in this three-bedroom house is cool and all, but honestly, honestly, I want a five-bedroom house. And I want a bedroom for all of our kids. And I want to have a guest room for when people come. And I want to have an office. That's what I really want. Can we be honest enough to to say that? Can we be honest enough to say that, yes, while you may see me as a strong, independent woman, that's actually not my desire and I can't stand the fact that you see me that way. Can we be honest and say that? Because, okay, I know I'm going to rattle some, I'm I'm probably going to rattle some people with this one, but here's the deal, right? And I have really, 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 really thought about this a lot, about just the the mantra and the mindset that comes with being a strong, independent Black woman. For me, and this is from my experience, the problem that I have noticed is that when you're seen as a strong, independent Black woman, everyone assumes that you automatically have it all together and that because you're this strong individual, because you're this independent individual, you can be going through the worst of the worst and no one will not, I'm not going to, let me not say no one, but very few people will check on you to see how you're doing because they assume that you have it. However, if you're not seen as the strong, independent person, and if you are seen as someone who maybe can't handle the weight of whatever is going on within your life, people will call and check on you all day, every day, just to make sure that you're not having a meltdown. And they will make sure 
that you're good and they will give you whatever support it is that they feel that you need. But when you're considered to be strong and independent, it seems like you're kind of pushed to the side because they're like, oh, she got it. I know she got it. She good. I don't have the desire to be seen as a strong, independent Black woman. I have the desire for you to look at my life circumstances and say, wow, she really pulled through that. Wow, she's really resilient. Wow, she really bounced back. But I need the support of my community. And if you feel that I am superwoman with a cape all the time and because you see me that way, then you say, oh, she got it. She good. I'm not good. (laughs) I'm not good. (laughs) I am not good. So please don't see me that way. And I feel like sometimes it's like, like we're the only community as far as black, strong, independent black woman. You don't hear this as much from other communities to say, yes, I'm a strong, independent, insert whatever kind of woman you want here. Just call, just call me resilient, please. <laughs> that Can I be honest and say that? Can I be honest and say that is my heart's desire just so that you see me as resilient. But, and even in relationships, I've noticed this when I, just kind of when I went back and thought about it, like there are quite a few men in my life that's like, yes, you are a strong, independent Black woman, but it's like, all right, but since I see you that way, um, but (laughs) where is there space for me as the man since you're so strong and independent? And then there are some people who would say, well, if he doesn't see a place for, if he doesn't see where he can fit, then that's not the man for me. All right, but sometimes you do need to slide over and like give people some space. Like you do need to slide over and say, hey, here is a seat for you. I wonder, am I the only one? Am I the only one that kind of has these thoughts sometimes? And here's when I realize it. Let me say this. Here's when I realize it. And here's when I say, all right, girl, your thought process has got to change. And I told y'all about the story of when I was in Detroit and when I had the flat tire. I knew exactly what I needed to do to change this tire. But again, because I was such in a mode of being a strong, independent Black woman, then I was like, I got this. And I sent my brothers a text to let them know, hey, I'm I'm supposed to be there right now, but I got a flat tire, but also I'm good and I'm going to change this tire out. I didn't have to say that. How come I just couldn't say, hey, yeah, had to pull over. I got a flat tire. I do have a spare, but I would love if one of y'all can, you know, come here just to make sure I'm good. Why didn't I do that? Why did I insist on doing things on my own? Now, granted, I did have my cousin with me, another woman. But 
what is so wrong about getting the help of another man? Even when I went into the gas station, I saw a man. He was there. I did not ask for his help at all because I knew that I had it. And then he overheard me asking the guy about trying to get some things so I could get a fix a flatter or whatever. And then the guy ended up coming and offering his help in which I eventually did need his help because I could not loosen that lug up on that tire to save my life. And it's like, all right, you have been operating in this strong independent mode for so long that you don't even know how to ask for help for people that are already around here and available. So that is really what made me realize you need to switch some things up. And yes, even though you can do it, yes, even though you have the ability to do it, don't turn down help. Don't turn down people saying, well, I'm going to check on you just to make sure that you're good. Just say, okay. Say, okay, thank you. See you in a few. So we as women, when we go into this year, well, next year in a few days, but when we go into 2022, let us have some self-integrity. Let's be honest about exactly what we are going to do and hold ourselves to the fire, but also let's state our true desire. What's the thing that you really want? Because here's the thing, when you have the audacity to say it out of your mouth and you don't have any shame or embarrassment with it, that is when the thing comes to you. You can't say that you want something, but then be ashamed or embarrassed to say it. That is a, that's a a total disconnect. And I think that's sometimes why we do these vision boards and some of the things that we put on the vision, well, there's a lot of reasons why they may not come to pass, but I think one of the things in particular is that we're very haphazard with our vision board. Sometimes we just kind of throw stuff on there. We say, oh, I want a car. That's cool. Let me put this car on there. Oh, I want this. That's cool. Let me put that on there. Oh, I want a million dollars. That's cool. Let me put that on here. But do you actually believe that you can attain a million dollars? Do you actually believe that you deserve a million dollars? Can your mind even fathom the fact that you could have a million dollars? If you don't believe the fact that you could have a million dollars, if you can't even fathom the fact that you could have a million dollars, why would you put that on your vision board? It's a disconnect. You can't say, this is what I want, but then you can't even think or imagine it. You can't can't even foresee it. Don't put a man on your vision board for next year if you can't even create a space for this man in your life. If you can't even, listen, if you put a man on your vision board, but you're already saying, I don't have time to date. I don't have time to communicate with these men. You're already completely at a disconnect. Sis, what you doing? You, you just uh, doing arts and crafts activities at this point. It's not even a vision board because 
What vision are you casting if you're not making the space for it? And if you don't believe it, you got to believe this stuff that you put on your vision board first before any of this can even come to pass. If you are still working through some traumas in some of your past relationships, if you're still working through anything, if you're still going through a healing process, please don't put that thing on your on your vision board, especially if you have not done the work to heal in that area yet. Going back to the million dollars, how are you going to put a million dollars on your vision board, but yet you have not taken the time to budget? You don't know what your current net worth is. You don't know how you're going to get to the million dollars. You don't even have a plan to get to the million dollars. What are we doing? Maybe we should drop that down then to uh, 10000 and say, all right, $10,000, i am going to make an extra $10,000 this year and then work your way up until you can believe the fact that you can and will become a millionaire by whatever time, whatever date. And so that's all that I have today. Plus, I don't want to go into a coughing fit. (laughs) I don't. But let us go into 2022 with self-integrity and to have the audacity to actually say the things that we want, need, and desire, and do it without apology. All right? Okay, sis. There is no one like you. There is no one out here that can do the things that you do. So show up, let your light shine bright, and never dim it for anyone. You all have a very safe and happy new year. And I will talk to you in 2022. Until next time, bye.